welcome to Not My Rabbit Hole, the podcast. This show is titled Portlandia, and we're going to be talking about Portland and what's been going on with Portland and about how the rioting started taking place. Because you see, I lived in Portland or the Oregon area for a period of time. Uh, I currently uh, reside down in Southern California. I am I actually, I bought an, uh, an RV, a 1978 Dodge Tioga that I am renovating a little bit. It's in good condition. I mean, I know that sounds like, oh my God, that's old. Like that's ancient. Like people that were born in that year are already dead. And I don't mean to sound macabre right now, but it's like, it's a classic, but it hasn't, you know, it's, it's got only 44,000 miles on it and a really good uh, 360 engine. The engine alone's worth about $2,000 by itself. And it's, it's got character and it's got a bathtub and uh, I am working to uh, live off grid. Uh, I've gotten the, uh, the, what do you call them? The, the batteries with the lithium in them. Uh, it's called Patriot chargers. I've got four of those. I'm wanting to get a solar generator. Uh, uh, I want to heat my water solar. Uh, take solar hot baths, heated by the sun. Uh, because really, uh, well, one reason is I, I, I don't know. I'm sure you understand this, but I'm not sure what's going to happen in the future. Uh, it's getting really um, scary right now. Um, it just seems like uh, the human being is losing more and more rights. And uh you know, the there's a really big question about uh, why we are under the kind of lockdown that we are at the, at the current time. Current time, um, and there's a lot of crazy things going on. Okay, first of all, uh, I I kind of trailed off the topic because the topic's really uh, I'm I'm meaning to be talking about Portland, but uh, that being said. Uh, I, I'm uh, looking to survive and in different ways because it looks like we could be lo- lots of people could be losing their housing right now. The economy could be taking a crash. Uh, the election is super paramount at the moment here in the United States. Uh, England just went into lockdown. Uh, so, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is folks, there's a monster in the box. And I, I think that we need to uh, start preparing for that in any way that we can. Uh, I'm thinking maybe I'm going to have to leave the United States. I mean, maybe go to Mexico. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say right now that uh, I'm not going to be first in line to get in a vaccination. And and I, I'm saying that softly uh, because, uh, because of the broadcast and where it's going to go to. And I, I don't want somebody right away knocking on my door saying you're, you're some sort of QAnon freakazoid. And no, I'm, I'm, I'm not even, a, I don't believe in QAnon. I think QAnon is, is a psyop <laughs> basically to own any, I mean, the, any of this kind of information and anybody who has feelings that are against the official narrative that's being, you know, we're being whitewashed with on the mainstream media. Okay, now let's get back to Portland. Oh my goodness, it's only been three minutes and 50, 
54 seconds. Okay. All right. Uh, I thought, I thought it was much longer than, than uh, I said a lot there in that three minutes. It's amazing what a person could do in three minutes. Uh, when I was on last comic standing, we competed with three minutes and people, Oh my God. Only, yeah, get to the point in three minutes. What are you going to say in three minutes? Do it now. Okay. Uh, well, uh, this, this is my personal rant. Uh, it is just a place for, uh, from, for me to just get ideas out or get my thoughts out about what's happening. This is a, uh, it's supposed to be a, 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 a sarcastic rant for the apocalyptic times, because if there was any time that was ever felt that it was apocalyptic, it would be now. So I want to talk about Portland for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I used to live in Portland, uh, but at, but but I I moved to Portland uh, right before 2012, uh, mainly for reasons that I was beginning to feel a bit uncomfortable in uh, Southern California. Uh, I had gotten involved with uh, some some politics in some ways, or you know, I would even say people might have uh, would stereotype as being liberal politics uh, at the time. Uh, I hung out at the uh, Occupy encampment in Los Angeles and uh, I took uh, some you know footage on my cell phone which I think I might even had a Blackberry at, at that time and I started uh, tweeting and using social media to document uh, what was taking place because uh, I realized that the mainstream media uh, wasn't telling the truth like I would go down and see what was happening and the mainstream media would have a different version of what Occupy Wall Street was really all about well uh, the good thing about Occupy Wall Street is that it it pointed out that there's actually a one percent. All right, we use that term all the time. And look how many people are using Occupy. I mean, uh, just look at uh, Elon Musk, Occupy Mars. He came up with something clever. And then we have some. We have Occupy the Getty, and we have all kinds of you know that Occupy has become I don't know a a, a vernacular uh, really. Uh, now I don't think we can. Uh, uh, the human race doesn't seem like they can occupy squat, and yet they're trying to squat. <laughs> okay. So I, the reason why I'm bringing up Portland, too, is that I have traveled there often. Before I went to live there for a little while, uh, I had performed there a lot. I mean, a lot. And uh, from my earliest days of starting to tour as a stand-up comedian, uh, first my ex-husband, who was a comedian, was working for Just for Laughs up in Portland in the Seattle area. And then I started going on stage and there's Harvey's in Portland and they were all, and we worked um, the uh, these Pat Wilson and Dave Tribble gigs that were all through the Northwest. So, you know, I, I on a regular basis, sometimes two, three times a year, year, sometimes I would be in Seattle so much that I would be staying up there for like a month or two at a time or, and, or Portland, uh, in the same fashion. And then I would perform over into the, the neighboring cities and stuff. And so, uh, when I was doing this, this was like in the 90s, like 1993, 1992, uh, 1994 and on. But, and really when, I mean, during, I mean, Kurt Cobain was alive. Like, like the first time 
I heard uh, about, I mean, I was in Portland when Kurt, Kurt Cobain was died and was around it. And it, it's different. It's a different experience when you're actually in the city at the time that it happened. Uh, I, I had, when I was working up in the Portland area, I had uh, black hair and I had cut it at, at some point into like a little black bob and I had the black, I had the Doc Martens and I, I was really, you know, black fingernail polish and I was into nine inch nails and the whole goth stuff. And, and I marketed myself that way because I was quirky uh, in my, in my stage persona. And I was probably uh, in my, I was actually in my early thirties when, uh, when I started doing this and I've always looked younger, uh, than my age. So, you know, I was still being cast. Well, look, I was cast as, as a featured extra on, uh, a series called Nurses with that starred uh, uh, Jeff Altman and Ste Stephanie Hodge. And I think Ruth McCallahan was uh, in it too. And I was doing extra work back then and they cast me as a, as a candy striper, like a 15 year old. So at 30, 32 years old, I, I was really... I have, I had like, I guess like the Scott Bayo uh, syndrome, you know, it's like you always looked, you know, younger than your, than your actual uh, age. It worked for me quite well for many years. As a matter of fact, when I was got to last comic standing, by that time, I was already 40 years old. <laughs> like I was an old broad in the business. Uh, but you know, I worked a lot up in uh, the Portland area, and when you go someplace a lot, you really get a feel for the town. It almost becomes like a second spot for you to live in. I oftentimes thought it would be fun to come and, you know, live there, live up north uh, so many months out of the year, and then when it gets cold, come back down to California, because I don't really like their winters so much, and I know I'm being a baby, but uh, so... Okay, let me specify this about Portland and the Seattle area. They all had underground cities. And uh, for example, you know, I, I performed at the Comedy Underground. Now, I, I don't know exactly, I, I'm not an expert on Seattle's history of their underground cities, but Portland. I do. And it's been featured even on um, Anthony Bourdain's uh, show when he covered Portland, uh, the underground tunnels. And what they would do in Portland is they would get people drunk or whatever, and or maybe they gave them some other types of drugs and they would drop them down underground and they would they would they would have they would have Shanghai them, uh, meaning that they would take them and they become human. They were human trafficking. They were taking people on they were taking them out of Portland and take them off out into the port, out into the sea, and they they were gone. They those people were I don't know, maybe who knows what exactly happened to them. But this is the history of Portland. And uh, okay, so now I've had a lot of personal controversy with Portland, and I even in some ways um, have these. Um, media flare-ups uh, uh about first about first it was about marijuana uh because uh there was a radio network i'm veering off here and i want i want to stay in this world because I, I i could talk there's not enough time in this show for me to tell you about what my relate what's happened in portland <laughs> okay 
But my first run-in with Portland was I was doing a cannabis-themed show called The Dope Show with a comedian named Jeffrey Peterson. And uh, I went to produce it up there with a guy named um, Must the Mustard Man, uh, Mark Kegel. And he was doing 420 shows at a club called Dante's. And, and here's where we're going to go to because we're going to focus on Dante's quite a bit um, in, in this conversation here. Dante's is a club. It has the uh, black and white checkerboard floors, uh, the red walls. Uh, of course, Dante, Dante's Inferno. It's got a devilish kind of theme. Um, they would do burlesque shows um, there. Uh, they have a burlesque night. Uh, I think for a while, uh, Portland was the uh, strippers, uh, stripper capital of the world. Uh, okay. And uh, so... Yeah, I mean, the place is very Masonic. I mean, not not really realizing it um, back then, uh, you know, I, I didn't, when I was going, I didn't have this kind of knowledge. But now I realize that a lot of places that have that decor, uh, they're that could be involved in it, especially the black and white checker uh, floors, which Dante's uh, definitely had. And they also had a backstage area and there was also an underground backstage area. And I believe that Dante's actually connected to the underground tunnels. And that's a whole, we're, I can go on about that for a while as well. Okay. Well, anyway, getting back to the dope show, um, we were doing a benefit for Oregon Normal, and uh, that's how I met uh, Radical Russ Belleville, who used to do uh, the Normal Show Live uh, with Radical uh, Radical Russ Belleville. And uh, I ended up doing a uh, or producing and doing a bi-monthly segment, giving doing the California report with him on on cannabis, uh, medical marijuana, and cannabis legalization. Okay, I'm just giving you a background on this. Okay, so. We were supposed to take this show to the Baghdad Theater on 420. We were mixing uh, Portland comics with uh, with California comics, and we and we we're going to have a couple of the hosts from a show called the Marconi Show, which is a classic rock station that was, uh, you know, with CBS and KUFO Radio. Okay, they were the, okay. So CBS. So we were going to have the hosts come on our show, and we figured being and we're and look, Portland was a, a, a major, major uh, cannabis hub, okay? Uh, you know, in terms of, it was, Portland was the first state to decriminalize marijuana in 1973. So Portland was just as, almost, just as active in, in marijuana as the state of California was. And you know what? We're going to be right back with more. I'm going to take a break here for the moment. Uh, we're going to be right back with more Not My Rabbit Hole, the podcast, in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Not My Rabbit Hole, the podcast. I'm Terry Joyce, your host, and thank you for sticking uh, with me for the second half of the show. I might go over time on this broadcast. Normally, I only do a 30-minute show, but the topic is more extensive 
perhaps if it goes over time, I'll be taking like a 15 minute break and then come back for another 15 or another 10 or however I go on uh, as long too. But I'll never go more than 15 minutes at, the, at a time. Okay, so before the break, I was talking about taking a show called The Dope Show. Uh, we were to perform we, at Dante's, uh, also at the Bad Dag Theater. And there was another theater that was a little bit farther out in Portland that I was doing shows at. And we were going to take the show there for a few nights. Uh, it had a combination of comedians uh, associated with it from uh, Southern California as well as comics up in the Portland area because I knew a lot of them because I had performed there, like I said, a lot. So there got to be a little bit of a scuttlebug because we were working with the radio network and there was a radio host named Christine Levine. And also um, there was another, an, another host, uh, so Big Jim. And both of them were supposed to uh, perform on the show, on the lineup in Portland. They totally wanted to do it. And we were hoping to get some airtime on the radio network. And at the time, this is before Portland legalized or before Oregon legalized it for recreational use. Uh, it was before uh, now cannabis, and especially with uh, CBD being on the market, uh, it's a lot. People know a lot more about it, and it, you know, like like I said, this was uh, 2007 that this happened, and uh, so anyway, the CBS Radio and KUFO Radio would not. Uh, allow their host to be in our show. And uh, we were not able to go and publicize it, uh, the event. And I, um, I decided to contact the papers and, and ask them why to see if they wanted to do an article about it. And I mentioned, you know, uh, Oregon was the first state to decriminalize marijuana in 1973. And this is a benefit for Oregon normal. How come the radio station, and by the way, they were doing detoxification. They were doing advertisements for detox detoxification products on their, uh, on the air. So it was hypocritical that they wouldn't allow their host to be a part of uh, the dope show at the Bad Dag Theater. And so the Willamette Weekly, Willamette Weekly ran an, a, an article about it and it caused a big controversy and it brought in a reality TV star from Survivor called Johnny Fairplay got involved with it. And we ended up doing the show and everything. That was my first kind of, I don't know, weird blow up uh, uh, in, in Portland. And Christine Levine, I even tried to get, because Johnny Fairplay was a hot reality show at, show at the, um, star at that time. He was had been on Survivor and he's the guy that lied to everybody and said that his grandmother died in order for him to leave the set and deal with his grandmother's death and come back so he could avoid having to face immunity and it made a big controversy and it made him a you know well he was from portland oregon or had worked there a lot knew christine levine 
uh, was familiar with the wrestling world and uh, was a big fan of Roddy Roddy Piper, who was up in uh, the Portland area. And and so Roddy Roddy Piper was in the movie They Live and, you know, who's a big star for people in, in Portland and oftentimes performed at Harvey's uh, at, in Portland because he was friends with the owner and everything there. Barry. Okay. Cause so I performed at Harvey. So I, I know all this background on, 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 on everything. And so, uh, he ended up being on the show and we, you know, we did it and everything happened. And, and, uh, that was that big upheaval. Um, well, anyways, when we were doing, okay, this is the point I wanted to make. We wanted him to go on air and at least talk about it and give the dope show some publicity. And uh, Christine says, oh, no, Terry, she did an awful thing. She's a horrible person. We can't we can't we can't help her out on her show. But I'm sorry. I really like you, Johnny. But she's a really awful. I'm thinking I'm I'm worse than Johnny Fairplay. I mean, seriously, like, how did I get to be worse than Johnny Fairplay? Just because I asked a question. Why are they discriminating the host this way? And. I was the bad guy forever. I'm still the bad guy over that. Uh, to some people they're still mad at me for for going to the press when when we got snubbed and uh when when cbs radio put a put handcuffs on their hosts to be on a cannabis themed show in a state that was the first one to decriminalize it in a in that state okay which I, I think that's great. I think that that's great that marijuana was, uh, you know, decriminalized in Portland. They, they're a forerunner in the freedom of the cannabis plant. And yet a, a CBS, and it's all about CBS people, a CBS radio network wouldn't do, some, and f- do something for a benefit for medical, medical marijuana. And yet they sell detoxification products on their channel that is totally hypocritical but apparently i'm the bad guy for porting that i'm a horrible person for questioning that okay anyway let's let bygones be bygones let's just move on because this isn't this isn't the real point that i'm wanting to make here but i'm giving you a background of portland now I lived in Portland for a little while and I got involved with some people that were activists like Jesse Spomberg and blue haired Mike and, 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 and Jason America, shout out to Jason America. We did some shows called fight church, uh, in, uh, at a bar in Portland, they were live streamed. Uh, I actually live streamed protests because they were like protesting to, to protect the cascade water. And I took pictures of what SWAT people look like. And I, and I followed Portland, uh, on a political level, uh, for a while. Uh, you know, I, I even marched with people in Portland when the Zimmerman case happened, like when they, when, when, when they lost, when the guy got off on it and the Zimmerman and <coughs> excuse me, even, even had a moment where, uh, I, I, I have the news people came up and I even said something and it made the news. I mean, I was involved with Portland and, and became more involved with Portland after living there for a couple of years in different ways. Um, I worked at Clyde's restaurant for a while, uh, where there was a lot of musicians there, bands and, and, and everything. So, now, one of the things I did notice about Portland is that if you go in to the, um, in the center, the downtown area, there is a lot of 
voodoo stuff, you know, restaurants with occult names on it. And there's a dark feel uh, to it. There's a, there's a, a, uh, I'm not, I don't want to call it satanic, but there's, there's this, this, there's this energy about it that I noticed. And I, and then there was one night where I was downtown and it was just energetically for some reason, I just, I couldn't seem to handle it. And I, I was just noticing all these occult type things. And then I saw Dante's with this black red. I just, I, I was supposed to meet people there. And I'm like, no, I just, for some reason, I just don't feel like going in there tonight for whatever reason. And I went home. Well, the reason why I'm talking about Dante's so much, because later on, I have found out that Dante's was holding Antifa meetings at 6 a.m. in the morning. And how I figured this out was that I watched a CNN broadcast. As a matter of fact, I have this uploaded to my YouTube channel because I use, I showed some of the footage on uh, America Freedom Radio. And then I, my guest on that show was Casey James and uh, Rusty Diamond, who were Portland comics, to talk about things that were happening in Portland. And this was I th- a couple years ago or, you know, uh, before... You know, like maybe it was in the latter part of 2018 going into 2019, probably around uh, maybe even uh, September, maybe around this time, uh, you know, I was doing a, a show about it, about Antifa forming up that air in that area. And my friends from Portland, I, I said, doesn't that look like Dante's? And they go, hell, it does. That's a good call. That looks like Dante's. The report says... Antifa meetings are happening at a local bar at 6 a.m. in downtown Portland. That was Dante's was doing that. Dante's, there's pictures of Dante's that has on their wall, you know, F.U. fascists and, you know, were anti, you know, they were anti-fascist and they were pro-Antifa, which their whole thing is about being anti-fascist, all right? And anti-right wing, you know, no. Antifa, let's let's just admit this, whether you want to believe the, the riots are caused by Antifa or the strife in Portland is, is happening because of Antifa. But Antifa was was had a headquarters in Portland, Oregon. I researched this on the internet. I did shows already on my YouTube channel. If you want to go to my YouTube channel, it's Terry Joyce, Freedom of Joyce. I've got like over 300 or more videos uploaded to that one. There's another channel that you might get confused at. I'm, maybe I should probably take that one down, but I'm kind of keeping it there as a backup. If you see that one, you're only going to see like a few postings of what I did at Occupy. But, you know, the other one, you know, has, I don't know, a lot. Okay, there, there are shows that I've done where I've covered this topic where I talked about how a right-wing group called Patriot's Prayer was also cultivated in Portland around the same time. I, should, I reported on this a long time ago. I go, why is there a far right-wing group like Patriot's Prayer? It also went into Proud Boys, all right? Uh, and and then and then and you have this left wing stuff. What is in Portland that these two types of groups are being groomed there? Well, now look what we have. Now look what they ha- we have. Okay, now we have them. Now we have one of them. Antifa has now shot a Patriots prayer person wearing a Patriots prayer hat, and that is no accident. 
That is no accident. My feelings is, is that this whole thing has been groomed in Portland. That, that this is not an accident. And I, and I, I kept pointing a finger at it of the whole time. And now we have fires going and everything else and things are burning down. And now they're saying that it, the fires were caused by Antifa, but now the mainstream media is going, no, only Q people, only Q conspiracy theorists are saying that. Only Q Trump people are saying that there's Antifa and whatever. I'll tell you right now, I don't belong to Q. I'm probably going to go vote for Trump because I think with him, we're going to have a little bit more time to have some freedom than, you know, than Joe Biden, than Mr. I got to wear a mask every day, even though the CDC said that only 6% of people that have died from COVID-19 actually really died from COVID-19. The CD, CDC. Now, maybe they're going to give out a harder strain. It's going to be worse. And they're going to, ha, I told you, so you're dead now, whatever. It's an awful disease. But so far, the science, which he says he's following, doesn't match up. Now, that's just my feeling. That's my opinion. That's one reason why I will not be voting for him. Uh, but also, the Ukraine had a lot to do with it. And the fact that he has creepy videos on children, creeping on children. And I don't care for Kamala Harris either. Because Miss, like, ready to take everybody's guns in California or whatever else she thinks she's going on. That woman frightens me. But I digress. So we have this death happening, things burning, federal police you know, major, like, police state, whatever, unlawfulness, not even police state, going on in Portland. And they were cultivated four years ago, right after President Trump came into office. How convenient. All right. I'm also going to take a really quick break because there's something else I want to share with you. And the extra bonus 15 minutes of this episode of Portlandia. Stay tuned. All right. Welcome back to this episode of the topic of Portlandia on Not My Rabbit Hole, the podcast on I Am Terry Joyce. All right, so I just want to bullet point the last part of the show, uh, the last 15 minutes before the break. And uh, what I'd like to bullet point is uh, that these groups, Antifa, as well as uh, Patriot Prayer, uh, have been groomed. They've been groomed in Portland and they started in 2016 and they've been brewing and they've been having street arguments uh, before now. And now it's escalated into a, a death that has gotten uh, national exposure. So uh, uh, my point is, is that I think that this is orchestrated and it's orchestrated for a reason. Uh, you know, I, I think the fires, uh, whether, uh, and, and again, I, I don't want to say anything, but I did hear that some of them may have been started by arson. I do not have a confirmation on it. It is be, becoming this conspiracy theory, but we've been getting a lot of fires and the fires have been kind of strange in California. Things have been burning up. I don't know, burning up 
more than I remember them to be burning. Okay. I don't remember having these types of fires before. Um, a lot of people are wanting to blame this on global warming, but you know what, again, just like you gave us the COVID-19 science with it actually only being 6% of deaths actually from COVID-19 itself without having a pre-existing condition. Now the science is different. Now we have all these laws and rules based on a science that I'm not sure of. I'm trying to see this happening in Australia. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that that's going to start happening here in the United States. Now England's un, under lockdown again. What for? I, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't understand it at the moment. And now we have these 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 fights and these riots and uh you know they've been they've been cultivated antifa the antifa group was they were treated like babies when trump came into office and they were they were doing stuff and even elizabeth warren was backing them as this is our right for freedom of expression you know what our constitution gives us the right to protest and and petition and get together but it doesn't mean setting your town on fire and shooting each other in the middle of the street and shooting police officers. All right, so I don't want to be totally angry now on this broadcast, but, and that's my personal feeling about everything. I am emotional about it, just like I think a lot of other people are emotional. They, they are emotional about what's happening right now. And what I'm pointing out is that it looks like it's been groomed on purpose. It looks like it's been groomed on purpose to have what we're having today. And I'm just asking you to take that into consideration. But then again, many of you that listen to my broadcast or, or my watch my YouTube channel, uh, you probably already know this. And for some of you, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. And for those of you that I am, I apologize. And those of you that I'm making angry, uh, you know, forgive me for it. I'm, I'm not meaning this as, you know, I'm not, I'm not a racist. I'm not, I, you know, I marched when the Zimmerman trial uh, was bogus in portland i went on the national news and talked about it and i was pro defending the young man that was unfairly killed so i'm not i'm not a racist person but i what i am saying is is that this this opposition between the right and the left to be violent as it is today I'm saying it's planned, and I'm saying there's something up with Portland. There's some sort of hub up in Portland. I also feel that energetically Portland is involved in certain things, maybe tipping over in the occult area. And one of those things that I do want to bring up before the broadcast is over is, uh, is, is the uh, rumor, okay, the theory or the claim that there was a pedophile ring going from voodoo donuts mentioning voodoo with their little child coffin sized whatever uh they were they were doing things connected to to dante's and to the shanghai stripper club and the underground tunnels and the trafficking of children and this and that and there's a there's a whole um uh, Macaulay Culkin connection because Voodoo Donut Donuts did a, a don't a Voodoo Donuts did like a donut for him specifically when he came into town. Now this came uh this came out 
through a uh, YouTube channel called Lift the Veil. And uh, the host of that show was Nathan Stoltman. And this came out, this information came out uh, also backed by Isaac Cappy. But it really was about a guy named Vegan Mikey, who was a musician and I believed uh, did uh, background mu- music too on, on uh, movies and things. And he claimed that he went to a party, was invited and met like the owners of uh, Voodoo Donuts. They also owned, I believe, something called the Paris Theater, uh, where they ha- host underage kind of raves going on there. Uh, I've done some shows and covered this before. Now, a lot of people ended up throwing Vegan Mikey under the bus, uh, saying that it was all fake and that he was a heroin addict. And he was constantly saying that he was being targeted because of the fact that he was talking about it. He did a lot of videos. Uh, there was also Isaac Cappy, who uh, associated himself with QAnon. And I know I've been talking about QAnon a lot. A lot of the people that have come forward and gotten the most... Uh, press or the most um, you know I, i'd say he was on nathan stoltman's show which brought him to alex jones show i'm talking about isaac cappy right now isaac cappy talking about the pedophile uh, the pedophilia in hollywood uh he was on alex jones show shortly after that alex jones uh, channel got taken down by I believe MSNBC complained and said, why are we have to stop this? We have to stop this blaming people for being pedophiles. But Isaac Cappy was also associated with that channel and associated with talking about what was going on in Portland. Now, I never... I never heard heard back from Voodoo Donuts saying, you know, how to stop talking about us like this. Uh, we're not pedophiles. There was never a statement from any of the of the of the people in the establishments that were talked about by Vegan Mikey. But this type of discussion now, again, the mainstream media might not know or might never have known vegan mikey or or maybe like you i don't know where this podcast is going to exactly i'm, I'm feeling maybe i'm reaching uh, a different audience uh maybe people that have never heard of uh the uh pedophile ring uh or with voodoo donuts or the um the satanic ritual abuse of children through these establishments um now, ironically, bringing up Anthony Bourdain again, he did do an episode in Portland, and he did do an episode on Voodoo Donuts and how Voodoo Donuts was made. And initially, uh, even in the episode, it talks about how uh, it first came out with Voodoo Donuts. You could have a little shot glass of of um, NyQuil with it. And um, I had a guest named Casey James who came on and talked about that a couple times on my show on YouTube. And he would talk about how they were, you know, that was part of the drugging of the children was that there was a NyQuil thing and this and that, you know, everything. So you got to ask yourself, 
it, voodoo donuts you know what what is a voodoo doll well i would think a voodoo doll could be made out of dough just as much as it could be made out of uh, anything else so there is a magic thing going on and then people are eating it so people are eating whatever they're spell casting and uh, i i really think that the portland and the oregon area are, are very much up on this kind of stuff you know there was a there was this other i, I remember that there was this uh at the same time that Portlandia was going on, there was another type of vampire show that was uh, on TV too, as well about Portland. So Portland, even in the even on television, has been either seen as being really granola or left wing or obsessed with being vegan and uh, global warming and living off nature and just being really quirky people to uh to actually having a vampiric or an occult aspect uh to portland and i don't think that those things are accidents they're there for a reason because that's kind of how portland is i mean we're looking at this i am talking about a city that actually has a history of underground tunnels which they still might be using that they actually abducted their citizens and shipped them out to for human slavery. This is like, this is the history of Portland. And even when you think about it being the history of Portland, then you got to think about, well, what's really going on in Portland? All right, I guess maybe I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and stop it here. <laughs> and thank you for listening to my podcast. Uh, please do uh, subscribe, whether it's on Spotify or you hear me on Anchor or you see this on my blog or you see it on YouTube. I want to let you know a couple of things. Uh, please go check out notmyrabbithole.com. If you'd like to support my work for Freedom of Joyce Media, I do take donations at my PayPal, which is pay, which is Hollywood Hempress. That's H-E-M-P-T-R-E-S-S at gmail.com. Uh, I also have a Patreon page, uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Freedom of Joyce. And I want to also instruct uh, to let you know that um, I have a website, uh, greatcbddeals.com. And if you go to that website, you will get 5% off on all CBD BioCare products. And they're really wonderful. Uh, I happen to use the Roll-On, which is wonderful. And I'm also using some of the face cream and I'm giving the pet CBD oil to Jasmine. So I just wanted to, um, if you want to support me, you want those kind of products, please check those out. And thank you for listening to this episode of Not My Rabbit Hole and God bless. Mm-hmm.